Hey, welcome. What's up? How you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm Nate. Uh, yeah, Nate Kelly. What's going on? I'm good. <laughs> uh, I'm Adam Drake. Yeah, we uh, we actually recorded one of these before, probably what last week, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. And we did a lot of things wrong. Like we had a really bad mic. Yep. And we really didn't introduce what this thing was, and we didn't talk about it. And um, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago that you had said. I want to do a podcast. And then I thought, why would anyone want to do a podcast with you? (laughs) What does Nate Kelly have to talk about? Uh, And then I did some introspection uh, on myself and came to realize that I have nothing to talk about either. So, Yeah, but you also wanted to do a podcast like years ago or months ago, but you also didn't know like what the direction should be. Right. So when podcasting came out in, well, I don't know actually when it came out, but in 2005, I recorded three podcast episodes and they were not good at all (laughs) by yourself by myself and it was me just talking about stupid stuff and i played music and i had a radio show in college it was basically a continuation of that neither of which were good i don't know where those files are and i hope that they no longer exist (laughs) they're buried in in six different external drives that you've forgotten about (laughs) along with many other things in in those external drives oh yeah i yeah i yes very much so. Um, so, yeah, you had said, hey, let's do this podcast. Um, and I think kind of in talking about what what we wanted it to be about, we realized that we both oddly like the same things. And I don't want to say they're esoteric, but they're also, yeah, we don't, like you and I don't talk about football, really. No. I mean, every once in a while, but not, not really. And we don't talk about like... <laughs> I don't know what... I, uh... Yeah, I guess you're right. We don't talk about the typical things like, oh, our golf score over the weekend. Mostly because we don't play a ton of golf. But <laughs> right. um, yeah, I mean, we, we met through rowing and even right. that we barely talk about. You know, we'll talk about a race or right. something about the Olympics or World Championships. But yeah, we just we realized uh, actually I'll make a side note in that group of friends the, the uh, from rowing. Yes. I literally thought to myself in the beginning, like this Adam guy, he's really cool, but I think of the three friends that are in this group, he will be the third friend that <laughs> I don't get along with as much or I don't have the same interests in. Right. Uh, and it's funny. Obviously, people have gone their different ways. Some people have moved away or they're they're not uh, they're not rowing anymore. And you and I all of a sudden were like, hey, do you want to go uh, go kart racing one night? Sure. That was a fun adventure. Do you want to go to this bar and do a silent disco? Yeah, that was a fun adventure. And then all of a sudden it was like, he likes a bunch of the same things that I like, mm-hmm. or he makes me likes like the things that he likes. <laughs> yes, I Drones. make you. I force you into it. <laughs> One of our topics today. That, right. You didn't force me into it, no. but all of a sudden I was like, oh, wait a second. He's interested in this, and I kind of am too. Well, to be perfectly honest with you, when I first met you, I was like, well, there's no one that can be that good looking, or no one that good looking could be that good of a person. <laughs> and not be a douche. <laughs> right. And And I was right. That's true. Yeah, you're no, a giant douche. True, you're right. Yeah, it's unfortunately. Um, so yeah, I mean, basically, the the whole idea with this this podcast was uh, just us kind of talking about the stuff that we like. Um, I we should go on record as saying that we are not experts. We're not very smart. We don't really know what we're talking about. Nope. Um, but we do have some pretty strong interests in some specific things, and uh, we do enjoy talking about them. So, so if we happen to get the motorcycle. Uh, episode out there yes. before this whole explanation then you'll realize that 
sure we love motorcycles and we love talking about it but we joke with each other we have like not even barely scratched the surface in our knowledge of what motorcycles could be or should be to have a 45 minute discussion of it exactly by the way you were sending me nate's idea this past week was let's buy a motorcycle together and fix it up Mm -hmm. uh knowing that a I've never ridden a motorcycle or driven a motorcycle and I have no clue how to fix no mechanical abilities whatsoever. None at all. Zero. So, and the funny thing is the one thing that I don't do is fix anything on my motorcycle because I am afraid if I do something wrong and you have a mistake on a motorcycle, it's not like, Ooh, I got into a fender bender and four wheels and four walls. Right. It's ouch. I'm dead. Yeah. So, He's trying to bring me into this, yeah. and and yeah, we're gonna go down in a blaze of glory. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we don't have a name for the podcast yet, although we were kind of throwing stuff around. We're throwing some ideas around. If you're bored, I kind of like the hey, if you're bored, listen to my podcast. If you've got nothing else to do and you find yourself on a four hour car ride, you're by yourself or somebody's sleeping in the back and yeah. you're just looking for some time to kill. Listen this to is Dan Carlin's hardcore history. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Or, or the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, something that might actually uh, educate you while you're bored for four hours. Yeah. <clears throat> but if you don't want to do that and you want to listen to two white boys from Connecticut talk about their kind of random stuff while they drink scotch. Whatever's interesting to them. And as they uh, Google information about the topic that right. they're interested <laughs> in but actually have no knowledge of, then you found, you've absolutely found the right it's place. Great. It's um, very specific, but welcome. This is home. Yeah. So... So today's topic is uh, something that we actually just watched. Um, We are very new to the sport, but we have a big interest in Formula One. Be careful calling it a sport. Do you not think it's a sport? I I do. There are people that would fight you. I know. But it's like the people who don't think NASCAR is a sport because all you do is turn left. And I'm sure NASCAR drivers would say, no, hell no. It's on ESPN. Well, maybe that's a bigger debate, is which is more of a sport, NASCAR or, or Formula One? <laughs> wow, we're really, uh, we're, we're, g- we're going hard. We're just pushing the fans, or lack of thereof, really in, uh, in one direction or the other. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, form, I don't know. Formula One is pretty ridiculous. It's pretty uh, technical. Technical. The thing about it, uh, everything, there was one, um, who was it, uh, Juan, uh, Juan Pablo Montoya. Yep. Is that the right name? That's so right. he was in Formula One, then went to NASCAR. And he said of Formula One, it's like the highest end high tech machine that you literally need computers to run every aspect of that car. You can't just get in it and start it with a with a turnkey. It's got to be warmed up. The, uh, you know, the engine temperature's got to be right. The tires have to be right. Um, whereas in NASCAR, there's zero computer feedback whatsoever you get into the pit stop and you say hey the car feels heavy in the rear Is true? I, di- I didn't know that there were no computers in the car. I, i'm sure there are computers uh <laughs> but not to the degree that there but are yeah so formula. not like not like formula one like you come in and say oh um the tire uh left tire is is grabbing funny and they go and they plug in oh sure enough it's stabbing at the brakes uh, right. an eighth of a second faster than the other ones um nascar is like something feels funny in whatever corner and they say okay try this fix and then go out and drive it again. So I guess there's, uh, I don't know, there, there seems to be a little bit more uh, 
actual car feel and responsibility in NASCAR. Just say what it is, man. What? You think that Formula One is more... Formula One started as a pretty boys elite league. (laughs) But is it a sport or not? And and compared to NASCAR, which is more of a sport? I don't know. I want to call Formula One more of a sport. Those guys have to be in better shape than NASCAR. I know. I just alienated a bunch of people. Uh, But I actually, I tend to agree with you. My father-in-law is a big NASCAR guy, and if he ever hears this... Um, it looks like Christmas is going to be a dark time for for our family. <laughs> so, Formula but One. You, wait, you've gotten him into Formula One. I've right? got I got him into Formula One. Uh, not really. Uh, not really. He is so NASCAR through and through that every time I kind of bring up Formula One, he just steers the conversation back to the for, uh, to NASCAR. Mm, okay. Uh, so I I I'm trying. I really am. He'll watch races with me, but then he makes me watch NASCAR races. Now, Adam, so. why are they turning right <laughs> on this course here? Adam, I don't get it. How does the car, how's the car able to turn right? I don't understand. There's no Budweiser sponsorship <laughs> on that one. <laughs> um, so what was your interest in Formula One? How did you kind of pick up on it? And Honestly, I think just because you started mentioning it last year that yeah, <clears throat> I... Uh, I looked at like a couple of results here and there and you told me, Oh my God, did you see the start of whatever oh. Mexico GP <laughs> last year? And no. And, and I went and I, I YouTubed it or whatever. Um, but I don't know. It, like the movie rush was really good. Um, yeah, that was good. I thought you were going to say the other one, the driver. Oh, which... that one was really good too, but no, that was not no, even remotely was... realistic to um, actual formula one. But right, and actually, I think that they considered it was a Sylvester those, Stallone movie. Yes, it was so bad. It was a horrible movie, <laughs> and I think they considered it Indy Cars. I don't think it was actually Formula One. Yeah, I think you're right. But I came out of that movie like wanting to drive my car so fast and drive it under um, yeah. tractor trailers and things like they were doing in the movie. Yeah, they had they had the ultimate life. They had a Playboy's life. I guess that's what I wanted. Yeah, without like the death and destruction, that's yeah. what I wanted. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's, I don't know, there's something, as you got me hooked more into it this year to actually watch a full race, not the highlights, not the uh, final result, but yep. like actually watching, because I just thought, okay, if you start in pole position one, um, then aren't you most likely to win the race because you go off first, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, you know, how often can these leads actually change? It used to be that there was an award if you passed, like, three cars in a season yes. in Formula One. So that, <laughs> that you know, that introduction uh, into the sport, thinking, like, okay, great, nobody passes anybody. It's How is this interesting? It's changed, obviously, a lot um, yes. in the last 10 years, two and years even. Changed because they want to make it more exciting. Right. And so getting into it this year, you actually, I've seen a lot of passes. I've seen a lot of crashes. I've seen a lot of strategy going into it. And to me, it was, wait a second, there's there's more going on here than just a couple you know, rich playboys for <laughs> Ferrari and McLaren and Mercedes or whatever uh, running around a track. Um so much so that I'm actually looking at, holy crap, that guy's only had to take one pit stop in, in a 71-lap race. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that got him into second place today, whereas everybody else had to take two pit stops. Right. What does that even mean? I, I don't know, <laughs> but the fact of the matter is it has to do with strategy. Or why did Hamilton lose one of the first races that I watched this season in Vettel 1? It's like, oh, because they had poor tire management. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> you know, that maybe it's not exciting to some people but to me and and I guess to you it, it probably is it's interesting to watch that stuff yeah absolutely and i think this is sort of tangential but 
I think what really solidified it for me, and this is not the way you get into a sport, but I was watching Iron Man 2. <laughs> and there was that scene where oh my gosh, yeah. they're in Monaco and he, he, it, this would never happen. He just hops into a car and does the race, right? So like, yeah, the driver, you're not good enough. I, <laughs> the owner of the team can do this. Yeah. Um, but, and, and this does make me sound a little pretentious, my uncle and aunt used to live in Monaco. And mm-hmm. my uncle would tell me about the Monaco Grand Prix that they would run every May and how he wasn't, he didn't live on the, um, uh, on the race course, but it was so loud and the engines were so powerful that it would shake his building that he lived in. That's also back when they were in like V10s, V12s, yes, that's also totally true. unrestricted. Yeah. But now, I was like, oh, that's awesome to like have that kind of power. And yeah, and uh, you'd never find that in a city course now, but um, just that kind of sparked my interest in like, hey, what is this? And yeah. wh- I should learn more about it. Um, so yes, it was sort of this like the idea of Monaco and being down there with all the yachts. And you've talked about wanting to go to that race. Well, uh, I that's think, a. I, I mean, if you're going to go to a a, a a Formula One race, that's sort of the queen mother of all. Right. So that's. But you don't want to pop your cherry with that one. Which is why, <laughs> why we were wait, talking. Why do you say that? I don't know, because then so like. <laughs> uh, uh, what the, would be the race that you would pop your cherry with? Is what I'm saying. The first one would be in the United States, the Austin one. So the Austin one next year is like November second or third or something. The last in the. Might be the last in, in the whole circuit. Yeah. I don't, uh, oh, maybe. Oh, no, there's like one or two after it. Okay. Um, but so actually, that's a again, good point. we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. What is Austin? Jack about this stuff. Um, and but you make a you bring up a good point that in the way that F1 works, there's a potential that the world champion is crowned in the second to last or third to last yes. race, which we'll get into in a second. Right. Um, but the fact that it is in the United States. It just makes it easy to get to. We've been to Austin. Like mm-hmm. it's a fun place to go. I don't and remember a lot of time or a lot from our time in Austin. Yeah. But um, I know that I was there. Yeah. We, we existed in the city of Austin for three days. Yes. Um, Except for that time that you drugged me and I ended up in the, the hill country. Yeah. Uh, without pants on. It was weird. Maybe episode three or five <laughs> or six or something. Yeah. We should really have these people kind of ease into this. Um, so that would be a fun one to go to just because I think it's most accessible for us. Yes, um, at home. And Although, it's a fun actually, course. It's an interesting course. Isn't There's the Montreal. Montreal's a hell of a lot closer oh, than true, you're right. Austin. But it, it's early on in the season? Yes. I think, so. uh, I think it's July. It's before the break. So I, I believe it's in July. Okay. Is it before the break? Again. I mean, God forbid we go to two. <laughs> Maybe we should go to all of them. Yeah, Singapore. <clears throat> I want to go there. That would be awesome. I would definitely go to the Singapore. That's a race. night course too, which is rad, ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think definitely would want to go to one, even though you see way more and you get a hell of a lot more information watching it on TV. Mm-hmm. Nothing compares to hearing those engines and feeling that go by. Like right, I mean, even I've though never, they're not V10s anymore. I know V6 turbocharged crap. It's more. Polar bear friendly. Wait, um, <laughs> my car is a V6. Yeah. So you're no, saying it's not? I, it's an inline six. Ah, oh, you're right. You don't even know what kind of engine your car. It's has. a straight six. I call it straight six. Straight six. You're right. But you're right, and they don't even make that anymore. <laughs> I know that one. That one's a dinosaur. Um, but yeah, I I, w- I w- would like to go, and I was really trying to get my wife to get me tickets to go. Yeah. Side note: uh, Adam has a small very small connection to oh the thank god you said team. connection i thought you were going to say something else yes 
uh again folks episode six maybe, <laughs> maybe nine ten um and incidentally that has to do with me being lost in the hill country of texas yeah. without my pants on so a small connection to the ferrari team uh in a corporate sponsorship capacity yes my wife's um, company sponsors the ferrari team yes so and that has brought me nothing absolutely not even a jersey. zero connection to a formula one um yeah you don't even get a hat or a I t-shirt nothing I have nothing. If I want a hat, I have to go and buy it. We had to go to a Formula E race, which is like the 80-mile-an-hour children's version. Very polar bear friendly because it's all electric cars. Mm -hmm. And there we had to buy a shirt in the bargain bin for some racing team that we'd never heard of. Um, And that's our closest (laughs) connection to Formula One so far. Yeah, yeah, Uh, literally. But I guess going to that race at least helped us realize, hey, going to a race would be interesting. It would be fun. Uh, you got to see a screen. You got to see some cars semi catch fire as the batteries overheated. That's right. Oh, um, yeah, that, there was that one that was smoking. That yeah, was pretty rad. So I don't think the same thing would happen in Formula One, but I, it would be no. it would be pretty cool. But I also experience. think that at least to a degree that some of the Formula E drivers, it's kind of like a farm team, right? Yeah. In well, there's Formula Three. There's right. Formula Two. There's Formula One. But and I think there's there is Formula some, E. Right. Yes. And there's definitely crossover. Among all of them. Yes, absolutely. Not likely to go down to Formula E, but... No, 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 no. To move up from Formula E to 3, 2, or 1. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I guess we watched uh, most of the Mexico Grand Prix. Right, and we are watching it two days later. Yes, two yeah. days later. Uh, yeah. Mostly because we were busy on, on Sunday. We were busy during race day. Uh so, and I honestly, I think every single race, maybe except for Monaco, I haven't, I've watched Watch tapes. live. Yeah. yeah. I think well, Monaco's it's also because it's international. The times sometimes it's like three in the morning, which right. you're not going to wake Although up Although Mexico was at like two in the afternoon. Yeah. Well, whatever. It was a Sunday. Um, but I, it was, we also, uh, two weeks ago or something, watched the full Austin uh, Grand Prix, American Grand yes. Prix, whatever they call it. Right. And... To me, that was like a really, really strong hook into Formula One because I think that is that's the first race that I have watched. I paid attention to um, all the free practices leading up to it, so I actually invested in who's in pole position. Pole Which, position, by the way, like if if you are new to Formula One, that's kind of where the leader can or the winner can almost be determined. It's not even in the race, but in the qualifying rounds to just yeah. get the pole position uh, and. Pole position, which I also just learned this year, only means the first position on the track. I thought it was a 1980s Atari game. <laughs> I just so, I, anytime I hear the word, it just reminds me of uh, Talladega Nights when they're talking about uh, the French driver Sasha Baron Cohen, whatever his name is. Uh, I forget his name in the movie now. Shoot. Um, saying that he achieved pole position, which in no way is referring to his sexual orientation or preferences because he's a gay French driver in NASCAR and Talladega Nights. So it's really right. hard to get that out of my head. But anyway, okay. pole position literally only means the first the first car. Um, and so that was the first race that I really paid attention to all that stuff mm-hmm. and watched all, I don't know, 56 laps or whatever it was. And we sat there for 90 minutes just watching a car race. That's right. But I was... 
invested and interested in every single pit stop watching tire management of Hamilton versus Vettel versus Ricardo and like oh crap you know Botas is in first right now but in reality he's actually in third because he has to pit before Raikkonen and Hamilton or something and it was really bizarre uh because it's an it's an entirely new sport uh and and language terminology and, and thought process watching and that's the thing with it too, is that it's such it's almost mathematical in that you have to do, do tire management, you have to do fuel management, you have to like know the conditions on the track, you have to know the heat, you have to know how everything's yeah. going to affect these cars, and then hammer that into an equation and kind of come out with the uh, result that's going to give you the best placement on the track and like throughout the race. Yeah. So you know whether it's you know keep this tire for an extra couple of laps, and you know this could either give you a better position when you come out of the pit or, you know, give you or a, makes you, know, you half a second, a lap slower than the guy right. who pit even just three laps after you, right. which is weird. So we, we watched a majority of the Mexico grand prix, uh, tonight, yep. a couple days late. And the gist of it is Lewis Hamilton, a British driver. I guess he's been with the Mercedes or associated with the Mercedes team since he was 13. We found out, Yeah, which is um, crazy, which is insane. He's probably, 28 he's late 20s for sure maybe absolutely stellar driver uh yeah maybe you're right um so this is where all right hold on i'll break up you keep talking so we decided that because we are extremely uninformed in most of the things that we uh have talked about want to talk about that we're going to have um google handy and and be able to look at some of this stuff because it will just I think it'll make it a little more interesting in the discussion. So anyway, Google, how old is Lewis Hamilton? He's 33 years old. 33. Oh, should have bet on it. Oh, why don't we bet on it? 33. All right, so we'll bet on the next thing we Google, which <laughs> okay. we talked about before we got in here, and now, now I'm forgetting what we were, what else we had to Google. Uh, so anyway, Hamilton um, you, had... You are younger than Lewis Hamilton. You could still be a Formula One driver. I could still be, and I... I've said to you many times, I messed up somewhere in my life that I'm not a Formula One driver You're today. also way too tall to be a Formula One driver. Yeah, but that's bullshit because they say that you can't be that tall to be a fighter pilot either, but some of those guys are like 6'5". Just custom make me a seat. They can fit somebody. All right, how tall is the tallest Formula One driver? How, do, how tall? All right, current. Oh, no, this current. no, this is this is 2015. You're doing a. What are you using, Bing? <laughs> uh, and this, so it's not right. But Hulkenberg is six feet. Really? That's his. So the I would be the tallest Formula One driver by yes by an inch by an inch. Interesting. Yeah. That's crazy. Because I mean, oh, whatever. You should be able to design those cars to just fit somebody, or maybe it doesn't attract tall people. They're doing something else. I mean, Kimi Räikkönen, five foot nine. Yeah, I believe that he's he's short. Yeah, and actually, he's taller than Vettel. Vettel's like five eight. What? No. Ugh. <laughs> anyway, um, so what I'm saying is that your dream to be a Formula One driver went away when you went through puberty. But yeah, when I when I wished myself to be taller than six one, and I happened to be the shortest one, shortest guy in my family <laughs> of of four guys. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like so Hamil- Hamilton was entering this race uh, with the lead in world championship points, driver championship points. Driver, yes. There are two championships to be had every single season there's a driver championship 
and a constructors championship, which is a, a team. Every team runs two cars, and there are ten teams. Yes, you're talking about this like, like you're. I'm you're just trying to make sure that I actually have this stuff. No, you're right. You're right. Yes. So, um, so and ten teams, two drivers each, and yes, there's yes. the championship point and the. And there's basically like two or three pretty dominant teams every single year I mean, over the last. It's like eight to ten years. Absolutely. Ferrari and Mercedes. McLaren used to be apparently. I didn't know this. Again, this is probably where Google would would be wonderful. Apparently, Adam has told me that McLaren was good back in the day. They were. Today, not so much. Oh, I, mean, I this just reminded me. Another reason why I got hooked into Formula One this year was that documentary on Amazon. Driver. Driver. Driver, Okay, yeah. and then there's a really good Sylvester Stallone movie, Driven. Right. right. Man, and so then there's confusing. Drive with uh, Ryan Gosling. And then, oh, that was a great one, too. They're all about has cars. has nothing to do with Formula One. But, um, so Driver on Amazon Prime was yes. about the McLaren team in the uh, practice season leading up to 2017. Yes. Um, and they had a new driver with Stoffel Van Dorn. Yep. Uh, Ricardo, uh, not Ricardo. Fernando. Fernando Alonso was... Fernando Alonso, who apparently was also a very good Formula One driver back in the day. Yes. And has been in... Almost like an epic... Like, probably very close to what Lewis Hamilton is now. Right. And today... All I see of Fernando Alonso is the laughing stock of Formula One. He gets knocked out, like basically in the first lap, every single race that I've ever watched, because <laughs> he I, he somehow gets unlucky every single time, as as the announcers say. And I just look at it as like, no, he's just a crappy driver, and he can't avoid disaster. Or was he out? Yeah, he was out in the first lap. Was it the first lap? Yeah. Oh, that's he right. didn't even finish the first. That's one. right. So okay. he had a he got unlucky and got into a collision with who knows. Who right. Ocon or uh, whoever it was? It might have been Ocon because Ocon pitted in one of the first lap. first couple turns, and he had to retire before the first lap is over. And literally every single race that I've watched, or even the start of any single race that I've watched this year, that has happened to Fernando Alonso. So to me, he's just sort of like the ass of Formula One this season. <laughs> but apparently, he was a good driver back in the day. He and was. He was. Maybe and McLaren was, and even outside of of. Um, of uh, Alonso, McLaren was still a very good team. And Alonso used to drive for Ferrari. Yes. Um, who else? Am I, well, for Ferrari? Well, you had Michael Schumacher. Who no, was no, there. I'm saying, who else did Alonso drive for? Uh, what I'm trying to get to is, when we talk about there are only like two or three dominant teams in the league, at one point, if you were a successful driver, you were probably driving for Ferrari or Mercedes or Red Bull. Or Red Bull. Maybe. More recently, Sebastian Vettel got his start with Red Bull and was world champion under Red Bull. Yep. Um, Red Bull now, well, uh, before the season is over, has two really fantastic drivers, and they just keep screwing one of them. <laughs> who? Well, only one of them. Daniel Ricciardo. Danny Ricciardo. Dan Ricciardo. Whatever the hell he goes the by. Australian guy. Um, oh, sorry. So really quick, he was at Minardi, which doesn't exist anymore. Renault. This is Fernando. Yes, sorry. It's, I just want to get this done then. Um, and then went to McLaren, went back to Renault, Ferrari for four years, and then back to McLaren from uh, 2015. He's been around the block. Yeah. And he also, he's done the Indianapolis 500. He's won Le Mans. He won Le Mans this year, right? Actually, the, did, he, yeah. did he win the Indy this year? I think he won the Indy 500. So he was trying to go for some, uh, I don't know, I guess the, some holy grail in the in the racing world. 
Um, right, right, which would be Le Mans, uh, Monaco, Indy, and Daytona? No, it has to be some other Indy race. You think? Actually, no, you're right. It could, it could go to NASCAR. I don't know. <laughs> no. Jesus. Oh, man. Guys, we'll get more information on this for some other ep- future episode, if you even care. Um, yeah, so anyway. It, so the race of... Ch- oh, nope. Anyway, we'll figure it out. Maybe so we'll getting, cut this part getting out. back to it, Red Bull, um, you know, you just think of it as an energy drink, and sure, that's what it started as, but it really is a hundred percent a lifestyle brand. Like people jump out of helicopters because yeah. they quote unquote have wings. Have um, you ever? Have you seen the flute talk? I know. This yes. Is, oh yeah. yeah. I was in Santa Monica and had no idea what the flute talk was, and all of a sudden I'm at the Santa Monica pier, and they're pushing people. <laughs> off the side of the pier in those costumes and you're like what the yeah. hell has happened to this like, country I heard california was weird but this is just like this is nuts this is pushing over the edge this is crazy uh but it was awesome it was fun to watch and i i'm pretty sure people got hurt yeah so red bull has all of a sudden morphed into a, a formula one racing team which is like a billion dollars by the way they have two teams because that's so oh, that's right <laughs> although they Toro Rosso is the, the b team that's the b team imagine having two Two like basically owning two major league football teams, like two NFL teams, and having one B or like B team. Yeah, but it's 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 more expensive than that almost. Maybe because you're you have two players, you have right. two pieces of equipment. Right. You don't right. have. Oh, so you're saying that NFL is more three. Expensive. No, no, Formula One is almost more expensive. No way. I not actually. No. Yeah. Well. Well, is it? I don't know. Those cars are. No way. No Those way. cars are worth like $100 million. Stadiums. Teams don't own stadiums. Like AT&T owns stadiums. MetLife owns stadiums. What? Naming rights. Um, You're in advertising. Come I know. On. I know. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to do the math in my head. I, it's probably fairly close. But, yeah, anyway. It, but tuned. it is sort of the fact that Red Bull has two teams yeah, is, is, is hysterical. And they had this this killer driver in the beginning of their of their career of their young life as a team in Sebastian Vettel. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, Vettel was was winning all these races yes. and was champion, uh, world champion under them. And they now have two fantastic drivers. One of them, Max Verstappen, who won today, is twenty years old, twenty one. Yeah, maybe twenty two. I think he's, he may just be twenty one. He's a really young driver, um, and is consistently in top three, top four, top two. Yeah, this whole season. Um, and then they've got Dan- Daniel Ricardo, who is also a fantastic driver. But there well, is, if you're in Formula One, you're a fantastic driver. I know. I yeah, I, you're right. Um, but you still got the Fernando Alonso's of 2018. That's, <laughs> that's also uh, true. But Daniel Ricardo's car, he has had a DNF, did not finish in eight races eight this races. year yeah and it's because of power unit failure he's driving the exact same equipment as max verstappen he's running the exact same race for stopping yeah for whatever reason both adam and i think oh no 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 don't don't it's 100 percent on you it's no, not on me i don't say for stopping for stopping yes you do no, that's exactly why i say it. absolutely it's like stoffel van don't, dorn i do say stoffel because that's just the weirdest thing ever I don't say Max Verstappen. Vers- then maybe I say Verstappen because you said Stoffel. That's the Aryan inside you. <laughs> what is he anyway? He's German? He's Dutch. Dutch? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, this is definitely like, not an SH. Yeah. No, he's, no for, anyway. It's it's definitely Verstappen. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, 
Daniel Ricardo is moving to Renault next year. Is that true? Right? I think so. Uh, I, all right, uh, we're having a bet. What team is he going to next year? I th- no. Uh, Five bucks. Raikkonen is going to Renault. It, or is he going to Sauber? I think maybe he's going to Sauber. Shit. Five I bu- don't know, man. Five bucks. Five bucks? You think he's going to Renault? I'm saying Ricardo is going to Renault, and I'm saying um, Raikkonen is going to Sauber. All right, then I will say. All right, just just to make it a bet. No, but you can agree with nah, one of them. Fun. I will say that Reckonin is going to Renault, and Ricardo is going to Sauber. Oh, so, so we, you're just gonna flip we'll it? Sli- we'll okay. Flip okay, so Daniel Ricardo. I don't want to lose this. I and hopefully, kid. by switching teams, he actually does well. Round one goes in eight, two dollars and fifty cents. All right, so hold on. Or to neither of us, it goes to the house. Ooh. Ricardo's joining Renault. Oh. <laughs> Which means I win on the second point. Yeah. Well, do you? I think I do because okay. we because you got it mixed up in your head. God damn it. Do you know that I'm as old as Kimmy Raikkonen? Actually, he's a little bit younger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> he looks old as hell. Yeah, well. Um, he's a seasoned athlete. Whoa. 2009, he was listed as the second highest paid athlete. Wait, who? Somebody's calling him an athlete. Yes. Well, Wikipedia is. So, what is? Who's that? He's like? going to Sauber, by the way. Okay, so is boom, yeah, five, five bucks. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. So, who was ranked higher than him? Let's find out. Well, okay, so 2009. And who's ranking? Hashtag fake news. This <laughs> is it Huffington Forbes. Post. Forbes. Oh, Forbes. Eh, okay. So who do you think? Who do you think in 2009 was a higher-paid athlete? LeBron uh, James? Oh. No. Uh, no. Um, Kobe Bryant. Nine. We're looking for 2009. 2009. Give me the sport. Golf. Golf? Yeah. Oh, um, is it Rory? No, it can't be Rory. 2009. Still Tiger Woods? Still Tiger Woods. Damn. Dude, that guy but, was I mean, cleaning up. Yeah, yeah, in like seventieth. I mean, and then Pacquiao was up there. Uh, wow, so Kimmy, interesting. Yeah. So even more, how much does he? How much was he making? Worth or making? Uh, finished Formula One driver Kimmy Reckonen earned forty-five million dollars over the past year, tied for Damn. second on our list with hoop legends Michael Jordan, which is probably all like residuals, and yeah. Kobe Bryant. Uh. And right behind that trio is global icon David Beckham, who won 42. Um, That's insane. So I did ask you earlier how much do these guys make, and you said they make a stupid amount of money, like maybe $100 million a year. So in 2009, Kimi Raikkonen was making $45 million a year. And now today, there's probably only more sponsorship dollars behind it and even more interest in it because it seems to be taking hold a little bit more and more. they're probably not making a hundred million dollars, but you're right. They're still making mm. north of fifty million bucks. Lewis yeah. Hamilton is probably killing it, especially. Oh God, I bet I bet he's hundred twenty million. Jesus, I don't know. In a year, uh, we'll find out. I Let's mean, Taylor Swift made a million dollars a day a bunch of years ago. She made three hundred sixty-five million dollars one year. Really? Yes. For doing what? Touring. Oh, yeah. So you're working good. hard, but a million dollars a day. <laughs> yeah, I take that. All right. Wait, so we're we're getting back to I've started this <laughs> this end of the conversation three times, I think. 
Hamilton won the world champions. That's t- that's right. Drivers champion. Yep. Title. And I'm not wild about that. Well, see, just, and this is the big know. issue. By the way, uh, Hamilton earned fifty million dollars. Well, almost fifty-one million dollars last year. Twenty seventeen. Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Actually, this is this, this year. How is that possible? Oh, well, that's probably his contract deal. Yeah, so, so that's I'm only sure his contract deal with Mercedes, deal. Yes. which doesn't include any of the sponsorship and extra deals that he gets. Plus, let's be honest, all the free cars he gets from Mercedes, um, he probably burns all the Ferraris that people want to give him, even though it's a wonderful <laughs> car. Um, Who is giving Lewis Hamilton a free Ferrari? No. Uh, what are you talking about? Who do you think is going to give? If Lewis I were, Hamilton? if I were a really rich company yes uh let's say torno watches okay say let's be honest lewis you don't need the cash so let me give you an f12 who would be that dumb his main rival who would like to give that that would be (laughs) like (laughs) all right fine i work for pepsi that would be like hey man we want you to come work for us here's a coke here's a coke i'd be like ah it's not gonna work for me yeah all right fine fair point uh so anyway, the guy makes. By the way, I'm not equating Coke with Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ooh, you just, you just put that in the air. Yeah, I did. Um, so he Hamilton is fifth time in his career uh, drivers champion, so, but okay, and he he and his his teammate Botas, uh, mm-hmm. Valtteri Botas, who I actually genuinely think is a great driver. Yeah, and he seems like a good guy too. Very quiet. Um, so is that what you hate about? Hamilton's Hamilton just yeah he's too flamboyant but again that's probably why he makes 50 plus million dollars a year because he's flamboyant and showy mm-hmm. uh most of my athletes I guess I prefer them to just be like a businessman and just get their shit done and and kick ass so is that why you like Vettel I mean he's soft-spoken yeah. he's just shows up to work yeah it's kind of that German mentality it's 100 percent the German mentality just like the Finnish mentality in Kimi Räikkönen yeah absolutely. Räikkönen's hysterical the guy talks like oh, so dry two words per answer <laughs> and he is so direct yeah in any any of his answers it's comical it everybody knows that kind of a person or well, has at least seen that <laughs> that kind of comedy or yes. humor in the at past. 39 years old he's seen it all he, he has nothing else to say but he's a damn good driver he did just win his first race by the way uh, two weeks ago in, in Austin in five years. Yeah, something like that. Uh, which yeah. is baller that the guy can still be doing that. Uh, and that teams are still willing to sign him for a ridiculous amount of money. Well, he, that begs the question is, I mean, if you are a an athlete in terms of like football or baseball, your body's going to wear down. Yes. Right. Oh, and so I mean, it's back just to the re- athlete definition. But with... This is, this is tough. This is a fine line because it's. I'm saying, I'm saying you're an athlete, but I'm also saying you're not an athlete if you're a Formula <laughs> One driver. Because what is the sort of age limit? Is that just because your reflexes slow down? Reflexes 100 percent have to slow down. Like, there's no doubt about it. Uh, I don't know. I'm like older than you, and my reflexes are spot on. They're cat-like. I'm. I. Well, yeah. No, not at all. I'm so slow now. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. It's. Age is not giving you uh, <laughs> any gifts. But outside of that, he's not. He doesn't have to run, you know, a, a forty meter. Yeah, dash, no, right? you're right. Yeah. Well, that's why quarterbacks tend to be older, um, or can sorry, they don't can, tend to be older. They're the ones that can play longer into their years. Right. Um, but but what's a preventing? running back or a tight end is not going to play till they're forty. Right. 
and that's just because you're right. I guess they do get beat up less. Um, so, if you were looking at Kimi Räikkönen now, how many years do you think he has left? Two? I would hope at least four. Wow. So he'd be well into his 40s. you got to think there's no way Sauber signed him for a two-year deal. Then again, but the Sauber Broncos signed Peyton Manning when that dude was like 39. They got a That's Super right. Bowl out of it. They got yep. two Super Bowl appearances out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they won one, and then Manning what happened, left. What happened to the second one? You mean well? There was the first one. It oh, was right. embarrassing. Oh, that's that's the one that they lost. That was yeah. horrible. I actually so I'm uh, newsflash. I'm a huge Broncos fan. Um, my mom's from Colorado. The first all the games, first sports games other than um, hockey that I went to growing up were all uh, Colorado teams. And when the Broncos made it to the Super Bowl, it was like the first time they'd made it since they won back with Elway in '98 and '99. Yeah, I was like, oh hell yeah! And I invited my now wife to come watch it with me. And the opening play <laughs> oh, yeah. with Eli, with Peyton Manning, like they're our superstar quarterback, the friggin' center hikes the ball prematurely and oh, boom, right. get a safety on the opening play right. against the, the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah. yeah. And the Seahawks smoked like forty two seven or bad. something. I turned it off after like halfway oh, through the second just quarter. Had a protest or yeah, I was like and Gracie was like, What are you talking about? We we made all this food and we've got all these drinks and stuff. You wanted to watch the Super Bowl. This is a four hour ordeal tonight. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> We're done. Nope. We'll check it's the score over. in the morning. And it was super embarrassing. Um so Lewis Hamilton, just to get back to on, on, on the Lewis Hamilton track, you think he's too flamboyant. Do you think he's a good driver? He ha- of course he is. Because in the beginning Do you of think this- he's the best driver in Formula One? Uh he- Or do you think he just has a really good car behind him? I think he partly has a really good car and team, and he has a fantastic teammate. But also, okay, because that does play into strategy in these races, yep. as I've learned. I mean, this we've season. watched Botas slow down to let Lewis pa- pass him. Yeah, but not even that. We've watched Botas block out Raikkonen or Vettel right. to try and get into the position to yeah. to put Hamilton not in first or second or third or fourth. Right. So. Uh, yeah, the the teammate aspect of it is really interesting because when you think about um, Talladega Nights or yes, driven, the, uh, <laughs> uh, the scientific. I know. Uh, well, Talladega Nights. but there's obviously there is some there is some truth in it. If just by the fact that it was in the movie and it was even yeah, referenced no, in any of these movies, you know, like talking about oh, you got to slow down and let your teammate pass or uh, shake and bake slingshot. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, that that actually is definitely not true. Like that stuff doesn't necessarily happen but um i i just think the teammate aspect of it is really interesting yeah. in a sport that you would otherwise think of as such an individual effort um just D- totally as as far as the driver goes obviously there's a whole team and pit crew but there's been talk that the you kind of it's it's a very much a love-hate relationship with 100 oh, with your teammate yeah because you're just as good of a driver botas is just as good of a driver as hamilton right but because hamilton either has seniority or has um, been the flamboyant favorite and the crowd favorite, and Botas isn't because he's just, you know, a boring person who doesn't <laughs> say anything. Um, he's he's the Kimi Raikkonen. He's, though, yeah, so all of a sudden he's second fiddle to this guy. Right. He's won races this year, Botas, when yeah. Hamilton hasn't. Right. But this guy is expected to move over when, when Hamilton comes by or is he expected right. to block out other drivers. Stuff. So, Stuff yeah, was. you're right. That that. That's always a very interesting dynamic. I wonder, I wonder if you look back at, at least this year, if you see um, the races that Botas has won, has 
Hamilton has not been in contention. No, and that's probably the only reason why he's won. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, if he's in even remotely in contention, say Botas is in first and Hamilton's in third, mm-hmm. whoever's in second place is going to be pushing up into first, and Botas can do whatever he can to slow that second place driver down. Let's right. say it's Ricardo yeah. to the point that Hamilton can then catch up. And Botas is going to give Hamilton the best advantage around a corner to not only get past Ricardo, but to get gotcha. past Botas. Yep. So that's a hundred percent got to be in the the race planning. So it's not fair. Going back to this, it's not fair of me to say, "Oh, I hate Hamilton." I have no idea who he is. I have never <laughs> met him. I've seen him on Top Gear before, uh, and I've seen him <laughs> in these races. It is a completely crappy thing for me to say, like, oh, I hate that guy because, I don't know, he's successful and he's a douche. And <laughs> I don't like the way he is in post-race interviews. So, okay, let's let's do the reverse. Who is your favorite Formula 1 driver? I love Raikkonen. Yeah. There's something about just the, the staying power of that guy. Totally. I agree. Um, which sucks because he's leaving Ferrari, and right. I, I think Ferrari is just like one of those... They're the Yankees. Just remember that... We know nothing about Formula One. <laughs> I know nothing about the history of Formula One. And to me, I'm like, well, Ferrari is the most traditional team out there. and They've just got staying power. Well, they are. Historical. I'd almost say Ferrari and, well, McLaren. McLaren. You're right. They just are having a bad stretch right now. Yeah. Um, and you can't say it's down. This is off topic, but still on topic. You can't say it's down to the Honda engine because Renault is doing just fine with the Honda that's engine. That's right. And that's so why they got rid of the Honda engine. McLaren is messing up. Yeah. Um, it's really funny in the age of social media now too, when you go on, I follow formula one, of course, on Instagram now and you're such a sucker. Well, I know I like <laughs> you made me download the, the formula one racing app on my yeah, phone. The we're going to race each other I, while I'm in meetings. I, I drew the line at apps that integrate you into a sport and Adam somehow convinced me to download I didn't mean to do that. a sorry. formula one app. So you, you see them you know, talk about, oh, you know, breaking news. This guy is moving to such and such a team next year. This guy is getting booted off this team. And when the announcement came, like, midway through the season that season that Stoffel Van Doren uh, was being dropped from McLaren, mm-hmm. I got sucked into the comment section under Formula One and people just absolutely dumping on Zach Brown, the, oh, the yeah. manager of the McLaren team, president of the McLaren team, whatever he is. Well, it's interesting that you have a very European sport and one of... Run by an American. Of, run by an American. From... Ford or yeah. something. I, I I don't know exactly, but I mean, and he's got like that southern accent a little bit. Yeah, he he looks like he should be a hockey. Wait, dad. is his name really Zach Brown? Zach Brown. Is there a Zach Brown band? Z- yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's Z A K. No, oh. I don't know. Maybe I don't. Well, I mean, I remember him from the. Uh, maybe we should Google it. Yeah, he was exactly. He was in the. Um, I'll do it. I got. It. Uh, he was in the. Um, uh, that driver uh, thing. Yes. So he was new then, right? He, yeah, he was either new or he had been on for a season. So I'm back to what I was saying. I'm bummed that Raikkonen is leaving Ferrari Zach because ZAK. You're right. ZAK, right? Where do you think he's from? You want to bet? Illinois. Oh no, Los Angeles. Oh god. <laughs> what am I doing? I thought he was like, yeah. Uh, that's that's like not America. What? <laughs> that's not even Uh-oh. close to true. Um, I'm in trouble. Oh wow! Okay, so he he has some race history, which is good. Oh really? Yeah. Well, he must have been. He must have. If he was in like kart racing and Formula Three, so he was personally. Personally, yeah. Jesus Christ! Years have not been good to him. 
<laughs> How old is this guy? He's 46. Uh, he's 46? 46. Jesus. He, he looks 62. Yeah, I'd say he looks minimum 56. This poor guy. Oh, man. Um, God, he's going to be so hurt by us just insulting I him. I know. He's, and I'm sure he's, there's tears. He's, he's going to hear this. He's too juicy. in Connecticut. We're, we're, we're publishing, publishing this episode tomorrow morning, and yep. he's going to hear it. And Sorry, Zach. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, Raikkonen going to Sauber. Who I yes. know nothing about. They're, they're one of those like secondary, the middling teams. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, they were able to pay money for Raikkonen yes. or attract him there. Because why the hell would you want to leave Ferrari? He probably wanted to leave Ferrari because he's playing second fiddle to Vettel. You think though? I mean, he's got to know that at 39 years old, he's he's down the bench. Yeah, he's he's on borrowed time 100. percent But he's probably thinking that he is just as good a driver. It's going same same thing as Botas. He is just as good a driver as Hamilton, as Vettel, as Raikkonen, as Ricardo, as Verstappen. But is he? He's got the same exact car as Vettel, and Vettel is usually out outpacing him. He hasn't been the last four to five races that I've paid attention to. In the, right. you're right. That's in the fair. beginning of the season, in the beginning of the season, the Ferraris were so dominant that, mm-hmm. like after race four, everybody out there. The people who actually know what Formula One is about and know right. what they're talking about said, "This is it. It's done. Ferrari has won the season. Vettel's going to be your champion. Raikkonen's going to be somewhere second or third, probably. They're going to be the constructors' champion. Like yeah. done, sealed. Okay. The cars were just faster. Like on the straightaways, they were just faster than Mercedes. They were just faster than than Red Bull. And right. something happened in the middle of the season. Either Ferrari tweaked something to their cars, or Mercedes figured out what was going on." And they they were able to manage their cars a little bit better, mm-hmm. and out of nowhere, Hamilton and Botas were both performing better, yeah. and they pretty consistently were one two or one three, Absolutely. and Ferrari was two four or two six two seven, yeah, and Vettel was that six or seven. Raikkonen has always been in the top, and this season at least, yeah. uh, so he's got to he's got to be looking at it as like yeah I'm I'm old but. I'm still just as good a driver as this 33-year-old, whatever we said Vettel was. No, Hamilton's 33. Vettel's, like, younger. I think Vettel's 31. Yeah. Uh, So just to be clear here, we've got Sauber with uh, Kimi Reckon next year and Antonio Giovinazzi, who will be swapping roles with Marcus Erickson. Marcus Erickson is their current driver. Marcus Erickson is going down to be the third driver and a brand ambassador, while Antonio Giovinazzi will be Embarrassing. (laughs) <laughs> so he's fine i'm sure he's gonna be just fine yeah yeah uh and then yeah there were a whole bunch of other moves so leclerc who is also a child yep. yeah coming, Charles leclerc is he's coming from he not force india what's 21 what's uh, he, he's from uh sober and he's going to Sauber, Ferrari. Okay. so it's kind of almost like a, a oh lot so of it's like a switch line. oh yeah. okay um it's interesting though i i think what ferrari wants to do right now is kind of build up a legacy and kind of get their guys trained a little bit so that they can have some longevity out of them. Good I'm point. Assuming. Uh, Raikkonen's not going to learn anything from Vettel. Vettel's no. probably not going to learn a whole lot from Raikkonen anymore. So what right. they're doing is saying, hey, Leclerc, you are still young and impressionable. Let's have you <laughs> learn from Vettel. Right. I, it's like a drug addict. Like, come, come to our team. Yeah. <laughs> it's, we've, we've got the good supply. Trust me. We've got the Ferrari engines. I have high-end candy in this van. Mm. Um, such a trickster. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really interested in next season. What do we have? One race more, two. Uh, so we've got Brazil, 
And then, what's the last one? It's going to kill me. F1. Hold on. Um, we've got Brazil and then Abu Dhabi. Uh, it ends at Abu Dhabi. Of course it ends at Abu Dhabi. That's where like, the money is. Yeah, they just... And I think it's a night circuit. Yeah, Probably. it's a night circuit. Uh, yeah, I think it is. Which is awesome. I, I don't care. I love Abu Dhabi is exactly like Singapore. I mean, they just they just have so much money thrown around into anything that yes. they will make that race. Uh, first of all, a night race is so cool compared to a day race. Just like the colors yeah. and the, the way the track looks. But I got to imagine as a driver, that is a nightmare. Oh, God. Gotcha. It cannot be equal to day racing. No matter how many lights no. are on that track. Well, look at the Le Mans. Like it's like those night. Those oh yeah, drive at night. It, it's yeah, but it's not. The track isn't lit up the same way that it is in F one. F one is lit up like it's daylight, just yes. under halogen LED purple lights, whatever they look right. like. Le Mans is Le Mans. Dark. You legit have to have headlights. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, that reminds me. So I know we we're we're trying to wrap up, but uh, one thing that fascinated me watching the cars this season. You think everything is so structured when they talk about exactly what a car has to have uh, in terms of its weight or um, what design feature it has to have, all the restrictions and, and rules in the sport. But when you look at a car side by side, there are still so many very yes. noticeable differences in the design. Well, it's sort of like it, they give you these parameters and it has to fit within that formula parameter of like, you know, here's, here's what we want from you. Here are the parameters. Make sure that you don't that none of these things exist outside that perimeter. So whether yeah. it's like the size of your wing or your front wing or you know your halo mirrors, yeah. which is where I know you're going. <laughs> yeah, the mirrors exactly. Yeah, and halo. You you say halo. That's a new thing this season, which you and I were both crapping on. I think everyone was crapping on. Everybody until was. There was that yeah. accident with uh, Leclerc. Was it Leclerc? Yeah, a tire went directly at his face. Right. And hit that hit that halo in such a way that literally every single commentator and announcer said if it right. weren't for that halo that 21 year old kid's head would have been taken off yes like kid would be dead period full stop <laughs> right we yes. love the halo <laughs> yeah so it's <laughs> bring ugly. it back every season it's, it's funky but yeah that's not going away that's gonna be there for a while so yeah but i i in uh in the last couple of races i've noticed like even just like front end nose designs are entirely different on mercedes versus red bull versus mm -hmm. ferrari and you'd think something like that you know every little aspect of the car is planned down to such incredible aerodynamic detail that how could teams arrive at such a different design in in things like the the front end nose cone of, of right. a car yeah that they all achieve you know wildly different results or maybe they're achieving the exact same results just in different designs well, there's there's a science to it, right? And there's got to be an absolute in terms of what you can have inside those that formula parameter that results with the best or gives you the best results, right? Yeah. So it's funny to your point that they're so different because they see each other after the first race and they say, "Oh, right. look at the design of that car. I wonder what they're doing. They're going to go home and build that model, right? Yes. Or going to build those. They're going to test in the wind tunnel. They're going to yeah, yeah, and see." And decide, oh, maybe, okay, fine. If it's getting us the exact same results, we're just going to leave our car the way that it is. But if they're seeing it getting worse results, then they're going to laugh at that at that car's design. Right. Say Ferrari's laughing at Mercedes the way that their front-end nose is designed. <laughs> that car keeps beating you. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> so, you, sorry. Exactly. You would just think that 
call it the theory of evolution or whatever you want uh natural selection it would it would find it would refine down to basically the exact same design wouldn't you think um it should if everybody ha- basically every single team has the exact same access to testing yeah. and and cash to make those designs they would they should all arrive at basically the exact same design yes. i can understand a a rear view or a side view mirror mount being slightly different instead of it right. hanging from the halo it's protruding from which the, honestly could the almost body. be a driver preference too yeah you're right exactly but like there were there are some very noticeable differences on the car that i was still fascinated by and, and i i find actually really interesting and good for this sport in 2018 that it isn't so restricted and regimented yes and planned that it's literally down to okay <laughs> I, I understand they're trying to they're trying to just flatline everything to say who's a better driver but right. i really think that there should be a lot that goes into who makes a better power unit who right. actually does well that's design. a constructor chat yeah, yeah, yeah exactly who does make a, a better design car and i like that that's still around mm-hmm. uh because in the 80s in the 90s even in nascar or any other race uh any other series it was like yeah you know do you need seat belts i don't know maybe you can do it this year maybe right. you don't have to do it next year wait when did they um, say you couldn't do seat belts oh nascar back in like the 60s or oh. 70s oh, okay. even before like, seat belts were regulated in uh you know just regular passenger cars right right, right. i the, thought you were saying like the 90s you couldn't have seat belts like, no oh, you're right. 90s that. is a bad one um safety safety restrictions and rules i'm, I'm all for that stuff even though yeah. we were crapping on the halo in the beginning <laughs> right <laughs> Um, if you're wondering what the halo is, absolutely Google that. It uh, Google cars, Ferrari, um, Ferrari, Formula One cars from like 2016 versus 2018, and it is a significant difference in the design of the car, and it just doesn't it doesn't have the same open cockpit look no. and feel. It looks like a windshield without the windscreen. Um, so <laughs> it just was weird when we first saw it. Yes, and now we've grown grown to appreciate it. Because it saved a guy's life. Yes. Which, Formula One used to have like an average death of at least one racer per year. Jesus. Um, and I think that was like even into the early 2000s. Probably. I believe uh, it. And they were just like, yeah, that's part of the sport. You know? <laughs> you get hit by a tire in the face when you're driving. Like, okay. Uh. Should have moved your head. Uh, you should have like turned to avoid it. You know what's weird? It's, it's the same thing with curling. <laughs> One death a year. That's One death a year. It's really not. Na- it's a nasty sport. Completely unassociated with the sport, though. It's like in a bar fight <laughs> yeah, afterwards or something. Yeah, exactly. Or like just people beating you up because yeah. they find out you're a curler. Some guy shot himself in the leg with a BB gun and hit himself in the femoral artery and bled to death. <laughs> like in a really crappy way to die. Nothing to do with curling, but they just happen to be guys who curl. Yeah. Um. So. This has been another edition. <laughs> this has been the extremely unintelligible, uninformed conversation about Formula One and other things that are going on. Right. And we don't have a name for this podcast yet. No, but we'll, we'll figure it out. So until next time. Thank you, everybody. Uh, yeah. Talk to you later. <laughs> See you, bud. Mm-hmm.